honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today, we are setting the table with a staple of the Appalachian table, the Kushaw, or properly pronounced Kushaw. This big winter squash is seen in the fall along with fall pumpkins and is frequently used for decoration, but some people prefer it to the pumpkin when making pies. Today we're joined by Fred and Jill Sossman on the topic of the Kushaw. And also in Fred Sossman's segment, he's going to share a recipe for Kushaw custard. And I've got a really good Kushaw pie recipe. In addition to the Kushaw pie recipe I'm going to share, I also have two other recipes using Kushaw from the nicest woman named Natalyn. She's authored two recipes for stewed Kushaw and Kushaw coffee cake through memories of her mother's cooking. And these recipes are included on her sister MJ's food blog. So we'll get into that a little later in the show. And a little music sprinkled in the show today if you're tuning in by radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am honored to have your good company. Now let's get started. Last year around this time, I drove up to Johnson City to visit with Fred and Jill Sossman. Fred teaches in the Appalachian Studies Department of ETSU, and his classes involve Appalachian food. His wife, Jill, grew up in Hilton's, Virginia, alongside the Carter family, and Jill and Fred have a depth of knowledge in preparing and preserving Appalachian foods. In this next recording, we were all in the kitchen along with their two little dogs, Sophie and Fritz, and uh, I saw a Kushaw on the counter, and this following conversation ensued. Tell me about your Kushaw. Of course you got a Kushaw oh, sitting on is. the counter. Oh, yes. yeah. It was grown locally, yeah. um, actually back in August, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to roast it. It's still fine. It'll last for about four months. Yeah, mm. I'm going to roast it for a 
pie, or I don't know how much it will make, probably two pies maybe. I love a kushaw pie. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. too. I it's, like it better than pumpkin. And custardy mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of, do you puree it after you um, yes, roast it? Yes, I roast it? it and then I scoop the... Good girl. I need or pull it out, you know, uh-huh. and then I put it, I just put it in a blender. I'm oh. not a blender, but a food processor. Yeah, okay. And uh, mm-hmm. and then freeze it until I use it. Okay. And so if I freeze it, then I can make my pies for yes. Thanksgiving. Yes, yep. That's and good. my mother always peeled it and, and cut it up and, and boiled it, but, mm-hmm. you know, or kind of steam boiled it and mm-hmm. then mashed it up, but... It is so hard to peel. It is. It's so well, hard and it's so e- much easier to roast it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's done in an hour and then um, scoop it out. And, I mean, sometimes it gets a little dry, you know, where you mm-hmm. cut it up. Or you can roast it whole. You can just put the whole darn thing. Put holes in it. Uh-huh. You roast the whole thing. Of course, then scoop the seeds and everything out you after you get it. Some people will, like, coat the, if you, if you slice it. Uh, put a little olive oil or something on it. And I don't know, some people roast it upside down, some people roast it right side up. <laughs> well, just ever how you want to roast it, right? <laughs> well, Jill Sossman just told us how to deal with the Kushaw. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Oh, you're welcome. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we're talking about Kushaw today. And now, here's a segment that Fred produced involving more of the history of the Kushaw. Someone once asked me where Appalachian food begins. Of course, the answer is with the Native Americans, who gave us all the gift of corn, beans, and squash, the three sisters. One of those treasured gifts is the Kushaw, the green-striped or sometimes orange-yellow-striped crook-neck squash that appears at roadside stands all over our region beginning in September. The word itself, Kushaw, reflects the Native American heritage of the squash. In mountain kitchens, this Indian squash met up with the English tradition of making pies. Talk to most mountain cooks about pumpkin pie, and they'll quickly redirect you to the Kushaw. Appalachian scholar Loyal Jones always said the Kushaw had another advantage over the pumpkin. If you grew pumpkins on a hillside farm, they could roll loose and break your ankle, whereas the Kushaw, with its crooked neck, would catch a hold of something and stay in place. And that's where the best of the Kushaw is to be found, in that crooked neck. This is a recipe for a Kushaw custard, which is actually a pie, You want to peel the kushaw, chop up the flesh, cook it down, and mash it. You'll need about a cup and a half of cooked kushaw. Mix that with two eggs, two tablespoons of flour, one-fourth teaspoon of ground nutmeg, one-half teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one-half cup of white sugar, and one cup of milk. Place the mixture in an unbaked pie shell and bake it at 350 degrees for one hour or until a knife inserted in the center of the pie comes out clean. For the Tennessee Farm Table, with gratitude to our Native American ancestors for the Kushaw, 
I'm Fred Sossman. How about if we take a little break here in the middle of the show for just a few deep breaths and the sound of birds. And after this short little break, I'll share that recipe for Kushaw Pie. And here's a recipe for kushaw pie that's really quite good. You can substitute kushaw on just about any recipe where it calls for pumpkin. It has a lighter taste and a creamy, almost custard texture after being pureed. I've posted this recipe on my website if you'd like to make a copy of it. This recipe requires cooked kushaw, and it is not easy to peel. A way to make it easier is to follow Jill Sossman's advice. She washes the kushaw really well, pokes holes in it, and roasts the whole thing on a big sheet in the oven for about an hour until it's soft. She then scoops out the flesh, removes the seed, and purees the cooked kushaw in her food processor. She'll then portion it out and freezes the pureed kushaw until she's ready to use it in her pies. Now, you can peel a kushaw before cooking and all that, but it is quite a job. So here are your ingredients for kushaw pie. One unbaked pie shell, two and a half cups cooked mashed kushaw or pureed kushaw, one-fourth cup heavy cream, two eggs beaten, one cup granulated sugar, one tablespoon all-purpose flour, one-fourth teaspoon salt, one-fourth teaspoon fresh ground nutmeg, one-fourth teaspoon ground allspice, one-half teaspoon lemon extract, and two tablespoons of melted butter. And here are the steps. Stir together the mashed kushaw and cream. Add beaten eggs. Mix well and add sugar, flour, salt, nutmeg, and allspice. Mix all that well to blend it. Then, blend in lemon extract and butter. Pour the mixture into the prepared unbaked pie shell and bake this at 450 degrees for 10 minutes. Then, reduce heat to 350 and bake for about another 40 minutes longer till the middle is set. Serve it with homemade whipped cream and it is good. If you've got any other Kushaw recipes, I'd love for you to share them with me. And right about now, we're all starting to think about Thanksgiving foods. So I wanted to share with you these Kushaw recipes that just might give you some options using good locally grown products. And during these hard times, we can all benefit from saving a few pennies. 
and these kushaw will yield quite a good amount of pulp for your cooking. And I'd like to share with you a couple of kushaw recipes. These recipes come from a food blog. It's called MJ's Kitchen, and within this food blog, MJ's sister, Natalyn, shares memories of her mother, Sally, and two recipes that she's graciously agreed to share with us all. They are for stewed kushaw and kushaw coffee cake. And Natalyn also has some more information about kushaw, and this is what she writes on this blog. The kushaw is one of the oldest varieties of pumpkin-like squash in the Western Hemisphere, and it was an important staple to ancient people. Today, it's still important in traditional cooking in southern Louisiana and among Native American communities. It's technically a squash, but has many of the characteristics of pumpkin. The most common is the green striped kushaw, which average 10 to 20 pounds and grow to be 12 to 18 inches long and roughly 10 inches in diameter at the biggest part of the squash. These are mostly grown in the southern and southwestern United States, and kushaw is more resistant to many insect and weather conditions than most other squash or pumpkins, and after harvesting, they can be stored for up to four months. The flesh of the kushaw is yellow and buttery looking when it's cooked. In fact, in fact, in some areas, it is called kushaw butter. There are infinite ways to cook it. The most popular is to use it in pie just as you would pumpkin or sweet potato, and some like it best in the oven, still in the rind with butter, sugar, and cinnamon sprinkled on top. To eat it this way, remove the seeds, quarter or cut into large chunks, and score the large pieces with a fork, sprinkle with a little sugar and cinnamon on top with a pat of butter, and bake in the oven until a fork pierces it easily. Natalyn goes on to write, When MJ and I were kids, Mama would stew kushaw, as she described in this recipe, except she would add cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg and serve it as a side dish. I chose not to add the spices when stewing, but if you do and decide to use the leftover for the cake recipe, cut back or omit spices in the cake. My kids have always loved kushaw, and my daughter calls it yummy buttery deliciousness, hence the name of my cake. I came up with the cake as a way to use leftover kushaw. Each squash makes a generous amount of stewed meat, and even after a couple of rounds at the dinner table, there's usually some left over. It can be frozen for a short time, and the cake can be frozen quite successfully, but I doubt you'll have the opportunity once you try a slice. And here are Natalyn's two recipes. Stewed kushaw. The prep time is 30 minutes. Cook time is 45 minutes, so a total time commitment of an hour and 15 minutes. It yields about eight cups. And here are the ingredients. One kushaw, any size. Water, salt to taste, probably about a generous tablespoon. Two tablespoons to one-fourth cup of sugar and half a stick of butter. And here are the instructions. Prepare the squash by removing the neck first. Peel and cut it into large cubes about one inch. Transfer that to a large Dutch oven or other large pot and cut the remaining bulb portion in half and remove the seeds and scrape the inside as you would cleaning a pumpkin. Peel and cut into small cubes and add to the pot. 
Add only enough water to fill about half the volume of the squash in the pot. Cover and cook on medium to high heat. Remove the lid occasionally to stir and making sure that all the pieces get into the water to cook. After about 30 minutes, remove the lid and allow some of the water to evaporate and stir frequently until the squash is tender enough to be mashed with a potato masher. When the flesh is tender, drain off as much liquid as possible. Return this to the pot over low heat and mash with a potato masher Add salt, sugar, and butter. And then you stir to combine well and evaporate off more of the moisture until the pulp is creamy. Serve piping hot and refrigerate your leftovers in a closed container. So there's Natalie's recipe for stewed kushaw. And next, here's a really good looking recipe for kushaw coffee cake. The prep time is 20 minutes. Cooking time is one hour, so total time of an hour and 20 minutes. And it yields one loaf. Here are the ingredients. One cup of leftover mashed stewed kushaw. One and one half cups all-purpose flour. One teaspoon baking powder. One fourth teaspoon baking soda, one-fourth teaspoon salt, one-half cup of butter at room temperature, one-half cup of granulated sugar, one-half cup light brown sugar, one-half teaspoon vanilla extract, two large eggs, oil or Crisco to grease the pan. And here are the instructions. Preheat the oven to 350, Put kushaw in a strainer or sleeve to remove excess moisture. Let that sit while you prepare the rest of the ingredients. Sift together the flour, baking powder, baking soda, and salt in a bowl. And in a large bowl, enough to eventually hold all the ingredients, beat together the butter and sugars with an electric mixer on low or medium. Add the eggs and vanilla and blend that until it's smooth, and then blend in the kushaw. Add the dry ingredients to the kushaw mixture a little bit at a time. Blend until that mixture is smooth and creamy. It should be fairly thick. Then you pour the batter into a well-greased or oiled 9-inch loaf pan and bake about an hour and 10 minutes or until a thin wooden stick, she uses a chopstick, comes out clean and inserted in the middle of the cake. Leave the cake in the pan and cool on a baking rack for about 20 minutes. Then you remove the cake from the pan and let it finish cooling on a baking rack. And once again, these two recipes are from Natalie Larson, and they are on her sister's food blog, which is mjskitchen.com. And again, I have transcribed these recipes and put a link to MJ's Kitchen food blog on my podcast notes at tennesseefarmtable.com. This is John Corkendall, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. 
Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.